0: I know self-publishing's not for everyone, nothing is, but if you've considered self-publishing for even a minute, listen up, because I'm betting I know what's holding you back from exploring it further or getting started. Number one, you think the self-publishing process is a lot harder than it actually is, and number two, you're understandably afraid of doing it, air quote, wrong. So I've created a new free resource for you. It's called the Self-Publishing Starter Kit, and you can get instant access to it by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting publishaprofitablebook.com forward slash selfpublishing101. In this free training, you'll discover the exact four steps to focus on and mistakes to avoid, so you can publish an incredible book that's indistinguishable in quality from a New York Times bestseller without overthinking, overguessing, or overspending in areas that won't make a difference. Again, visit publishaprofitablebook.com forward slash selfpublishing101 to get instant access. Welcome to the Write the Damn Book Already podcast. My name is Elizabeth Lyons. I'm a five-time author, and I teach people how to write and publish powerful, thought-provoking nonfiction and memoir without overthinking or getting caught up in extreme overwhelm, because your story and message matter, and it's about to become someone's very favorite resource. For more book writing, publishing, and how the heck do I move through this glitch tips and solutions, and plenty of free resources, visit publishaprofitablebook.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome back, or welcome period, to Write the Damn Book Already. I'm excited for this one. I'm going to talk a little bit about how to navigate the moments, the days, the weeks, the seconds, when you think, yeah, I just don't know if I can do this. Now, this episode is sponsored by, once again, my program, Book Writing Made Simple, and the reason today is exciting. We are adding monthly book writing sprints to the program. As if the program weren't already amazing enough, it's a 12-month program that helps you write your powerful nonfiction or memoir. It comes with all of the tactical how-to that you need. It also comes with monthly coaching with yours truly and a private Facebook group and pop-up workshops and masterclasses with other experts in the field, and now with monthly book-writing sprints. So for the first week of every month, we will pick a time, whatever's best for the majority, and for that hour, for one hour, Monday through Friday, we will all convene in a Zoom room, we'll have five minutes of inspiration and goal-setting and intention-setting, and then everyone will put themselves on mute and on video off if they prefer, and just write or get caught up on trainings. So for those who are members of Book Writing Made Simple, who are wanting to keep their momentum, this is perfect. For those who have maybe dropped off a little bit because life got in the way, this is a great way to get yourself back in there and get the momentum going and, and the juices flowing again. So I'm so excited to add this feature into the program. If you'd like to know more about Book Writing Made Simple and find out if it's the program that you've been looking for, you can check that out at publishaprofitablebook.com forward slash write the book. And as always, feel free to DM or email me at elizabeth at elizabethlyons.com with any questions at all you might have about the program. I'd love to talk to you about it. So. Today, what we're going to talk about is what to do and how to handle it when you have these moments as a writer or as anything else of, I don't think I can do this. In the coaching space, for a long time now, I'm hearing directives that say, don't talk to the disempowered version of your client or your target customer. On one hand, I completely get this. And here's the hand on which I get it. It's the hand on which someone is committed to staying disempowered for the rest of their life, right? These are like, I dropped my daughter off at school this morning for the first time in a while because usually her dad drops her off and he's out of town, and so... I dropped her off, and it's been a while since I've had to do this. And I remember why I begged him on my knees to be the one in charge of dropping her off. And it's because there is no rhyme or reason to the drop off strategy. And no matter how many rules um, or requests or outright, like, please for the love of God, emails the school sends out saying, please do it this way, there's this collection Of parents who think they're the exception and that they're gonna do it in the way that works best for them. And it damn near causes an accident every single time. My stress level is through the roof. It's not even 7:30 in the morning. It's not okay. Now, I've always said, because you know, other parents have lamented this and, and asked the administration, could you please send out an email? And the administration's response is one I completely agree with. They say we have, but the people who need to read the email the most aren't reading it because they are committed to doing things their way, period. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or wants or thinks. That version of a disempowered person, someone who's just committed to being stuck in the story of I can't write the book, I can't publish the book, I can't launch the book, I don't want to sell the book, I don't want to talk about the book, I don't want to do anything, that's a hard person to talk to. On the flip side, however, I think that we all have an empowered side and a disempowered side, meaning that I watch myself, I observe myself going through the day. It's like I have twins and they're 21 and one of them, when he was maybe four or five, some a cup would be left out and I'd say, who left the, you know, who left the cup out or whatever? And he'd say, I did not see myself do it. So he was observing not or not, himself doing or not doing a certain thing. I observe myself on the daily in both states. It's almost like I'm two people. So in one moment, I can be, oh God, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Everyone else is doing it. It seems like it should be so simple. Why is this so hard? This person got 10,000 new followers with one post. I've made 4,000 posts and gotten half a new follower and then three dropped off. That's what it feels like. That's that side. Then there's the other side, which, by the way, can show up seven minutes later, that's like, I can figure this out. Of course I can figure this out. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it one step at a time. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to figure it out. And so I think that to make the assumption that we don't have a disempowered side, if you want to look at it that way, is number one, it's unfair. And number two, it's just ridiculous. Like find me a person who just all day, every day, at least privately, I know we're all putting things out on social media publicly that make it look different from what it is, but privately it's just like, I've got this. I'm the, I'm the goat. I'm the jam all day long. It doesn't exist. I don't think it exists. If it does, let me know who that person is, but I don't think it exists. So on the one hand, we have the side, or I'll speak for myself. I have the side that says, holy shit, what if, and it's not a good what if. I talk in my latest book, Enough, about flipping the what if. And I'm a big believer in this. So instead of saying, well, what if, you know, we don't make it to school on time because none of these people want to follow the the, the drop-off rules, what if we flip the what if and say, what if we do manage to get there right on time And then there are fewer people at the red light afterwards or something. I'm a huge proponent of that. And still, I have a lot of moments where I observe myself saying, asking, declaring to no one in particular, oh shit, what if? What if this doesn't work? What if this is perceived incorrectly? What if this is misunderstood? What if this has a typo in it? What if I send this out on the wrong day or the wrong time? What if I should be on LinkedIn or YouTube or something else that I don't even know exists? What if I should go to this event? What if I shouldn't go to this event? What if I should wear pink to this event? Like it could go on and on. And it does take me down into this space of paralysis, where I just won't do anything. Yesterday I decided, it was Sunday yesterday, I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plant a garden. I live in Phoenix, so this is the perfect time to apparently start gardening. I kid you not, I stood in my backyard and just stared at the wall of the house next to me and thought, where? Where? Should I put it there? There's not really much sunlight there. Should I do flowers? Should I get bulbs from Floret? I'm obsessed with florette flower. If you have not yet looked at florette flower, they have. there's a documentary on them right now on, I think, Hulu. It's the most unbelievable company and the most unbelievable woman, Erin, who runs it. I it, Like, please, can we get her on this podcast? Um, and... I, I, I thought, I want to order bulbs or, or seeds from floret. And then I thought, but where will I, how do I, I don't even know how to grow seeds. I, wh- where would I put them? How do I water them? What do I do? And I swear before long, it had been like 40 minutes and I was still just standing there staring at the wall. And a friend of mine said, you know, how's the garden coming? I'm like, it's not. Like, I'm still just standing here trying to figure it out instead of just doing it and hoping for the best. So the The other option, if you're someone who also finds yourself in that space and you observe yourself going, oh, what if, is ask yourself, and I'm certainly not the originator of this, I've heard it all over the place, what if everything works out even better than I imagined? What if it works out? This takes me to a whole different place in my mind. This takes me to a place of curiosity and probably more importantly, it takes me to a place of action. So it takes me to a place of curious action as opposed to perfectionist paralysis or overthinking paralysis. And it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? That's another question I ask myself with some level of frequency. What's the worst thing that can happen if I plant seeds and I do it wrong, uh, they don't germinate. Like that's happened six million times in my life. It, okay, then we try again in a different spot, a different pot with different fertilizer. We pray over it. We talk to it. We name it. I don't know. We just try something different. What's the worst thing that can happen? There are so few instances in life where the answer to that question, what's the worst thing that can happen, is something that we can't handle. Because if we can trust ourselves to handle anything that comes our way, and I'm a firm believer in like, God won't give you anything that you can handle, but also I think he picked the wrong, like, I think he confused me with someone else or he picked the wrong day. I've said that many a time. But the fact is, my, my truest true belief underneath all of the levity is I don't, nothing comes into my life that I can't handle. I may not feel like I want to handle it. I may not be sure how I'm going to handle it. It may feel insurmountable, but at my very core, I know I can because it wouldn't be here otherwise. And so again, what's the worst thing and can you deal with that? As one of my best friends, Aaron, says all the time, you can do anything you want as long as you're willing to deal with the consequences. So what is the worst possible consequence? And honestly, when it comes to writing a book or publishing a book or marketing a book or talking about a book, what's the worst thing that can happen? Um, somebody doesn't buy it or like it or someone leaves a bad review. And then what? You, you use it as a story that's so relatable because every author on the planet has gotten a bad review. Every book in the world is disliked, if not outright hated by someone. It's just the way that it is. But you know what? Every book in the world is also loved by someone. It's, it gets a great review by someone. That's true also. So are you gonna keep yourself like in a corner because you're so afraid of the former and not be willing to say, what if it all works out and see what that generates? So that's just my invitation to you today. If you are also a person who observes yourself during the day, trying to make decisions and going, yeah, but what if, Well, yeah, okay, I could do that. But what if, you know, what if it doesn't work? What if I spend all my time building this email uh, sequence and nobody reads it? What if I put together this offer and no one buys it? What if I put together this course and no one cares? But what if it all works out even better than you could have ever imagined? And it's probably not, by the way, going to work out even better than you ever imagined on your timetable. It probably isn't, which is why I talk so much about surrender. And surrender isn't giving up. Surrender is letting go of the timeline. Surrender is giving it over to someone, something else, to a different energy source other than you. Surrender is not needing to control it, but trusting that the universe has your best interest at heart. And that if you put your intention out there, the universe will meet you and match it. You just don't always know when or how. That's what surrender is. It's not like I quit, forget it, I'm going back to bed. Some days it is. But in general, that's not what surrender is. So to just continue to put yourself out there with the best of intentions, with the highest level of integrity, and trust everything that comes as a result, because what if it all works out even better than you ever imagined. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, this is your friendly reminder to follow or subscribe, leave a quick review, and share it with someone you know has a great story or message but isn't sure what to do next. Also, remember to check out publishaprofitablebook.com for book writing resources and tips and to see all the ways we can work together to get your book out into the world. Again, thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk with you again soon.